Hello and welcome to BSN Extra. I'm your host, Jason Barfield. We're going to talk baseball today. Jay Sirianni is coming in studio to talk about the start of the Bearcat baseball season. We're going to get into a little bit about this team, some of his expectations this year, the tournament they're playing in Round Rock, and then some of the things that he is seeing on the recruiting trail as he prepares his team for Conference USA. All of that coming up right here on BSN Extra. Individual game tickets are on sale now for the Bearcat baseball and softball seasons. Be part of the action and join us at the Don and the Bearcat softball complex as the Cats go for a title in their final season of the WAC. The baseball home slate will have 27 games on it while softball will play 23 games at home. Don't miss out on supporting your Bearcats. Get your seats at GoBearCats.com or call us at 936-294-1729. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here, and I'm joined by baseball coach Jay Sirianni. And uh, coach, you're a couple of weeks into the season now. How are things feeling? What are you seeing from the team right now? Well, you know, the guys are they're continuing to work hard and, and getting better each day. It, it's been fun. We're excited about this group. We got off to a pretty good start. Uh, I think we're going to be real offensive so far. And, and, you know, the pitching's coming around. We got a lot of new guys on the mound. So we're still figuring out pieces, but uh, we got a lot of good energy right now in the, in the clubhouse, and we're working at it. You know, going back to, to last season, and I know the way it ended probably stuck with you a little while. When, you know, when you look at – you know, the regular season you guys had and had such a good regular season, and then you get to the tournament and just the bats weren't there, and it just didn't come together for you. You know, what do you take from that? You know, kind of how long did you linger on that before you started to to retool and regroup for this year? Well, you know, the first couple of days after the year's over, you look at all the goods and you look at all the bads. And, you know, I, I think our staff sat down and, and really looked at the fact of we were riding on a razor's edge for probably the last two to three weeks trying to just win the division. And every one of those games was tight, and we were able to do that. And just a few days of taking off before you get down to Arizona, it, it comes back to get you. And, and so you get through that part of it, and then you spend the summer of really where and how do we get better. We took a long, good long look at weight program, conditioning, arm care you know we got really banged up on the mound last year and, and a lot of it had to do with just kind of how our guys stayed healthy so we spent pretty much all of june and july trying to you know just get better and and along with the recruiting side which is never you know that's kind of the lifeblood of this whole thing so it was a it was a long summer um bittersweet obviously but i think we came back better and more planned and, and organized and ready to go you know when you look at the way y'all were set up in the whack last year how you really only played this half and you never got a chance to see anybody on the other half so it was almost like a completely new thing when you get out to Arizona now you're going to get a chance to kind of see everybody and you know everything so how is this year going to be a little bit different than for you guys compared to the way it was set up last year well you know last year was was really just it was a dogfight. It, it kind of felt like the American League East. I mean, we were playing Abilene Christian in the, on Sunday, the last game of the year, and their coach goes, this is the 12th time we've played in 12 months. And I hadn't even thought about it. It was, But it was – you kind of knew everything about everybody by the time you play them six times. And then when you get into that tournament, you're trying to figure out who's what and really kind of their brand of baseball. You know, that's the hardest part of, of scouting or recruiting, um, evaluating. And, and so 
This year is exciting because we do have some crossover. We have a really big series going to Grand Canyon. You know, they're a really good club. We also go to Utah Tech, and and I'm pretty sure everybody on our roster has never been to Utah. So it's it's going to be something different for us. And then uh, I think we have Seattle and New Mexico State coming in from that side. So uh, it's different. It's good. Um, I, th- I feel like we'll have a little better chance of figuring out who the true champion is in the conference. You know, when you look at going out to Arizona, and, you know, that's just – it's a different atmosphere. It's a different environment, and it's one – kids in Texas don't play very often. Just uh, just the way that, that – with the altitude and the air and the heat and everything like that, how much of an adjustment was that? And do you think now having gone through that once and then also kind of getting out and playing a little bit more Western baseball this year will help going back to Phoenix this year? Well, you know, I think the first thing is, is we had never flown as a team. And, and when, when you travel by bus for everything that you do and then fly out to a tournament, that's a, that's a learning curve. And, you know, this year we will have done it a, a few times. We will have played these guys and, and just kind of understand what and how they play the game versus us. And it, it's fun when you get to get out of your comfort zone and, and figure out how other teams, uh, you know, really want to play their game. So let's look ahead to this year. And, uh, you know, you guys have gotten off to a good start. Um, but now kind of looking ahead this weekend, you're going to be heading to Round Rock and a good tournament. you got Iowa, Kansas State, and then a chance to play the number one team in the country in LSU, an opportunity that doesn't come up very often. It happens more probably in baseball than any other sport for this department. Um, but how big of a weekend is this for you guys? Well, I, I think it's a real big weekend, not only for our team to see how good we are at this stage of the of the season, but it's also a, a big weekend for us to to kind of show or showcase ourselves nationally. I mean, this is a big kid tournament, and it's it's going to be nationally televised. And you know, anytime you get to play top ranked teams from big conferences, you got to go out and put out put your best foot forward, and and that's what we're planning on doing. Talk about just the significance of playing the number one team in the country um you know i think looking back it's probably this will probably be the fourth time in the last 10 years that that sam houston's gone up against a number one ranked team but you know i know y'all see ranked teams all the time it's a great schedule every single year but it always feels like there's something a little extra special when it's number one next to their name doesn't it oh yeah yeah it's fun um you know i think the biggest thing is is not to make it bigger than it is it's still a game of baseball and and you still got to play your game and and if you play mistake-free, you're always in the fight. And, you know, it always starts on the mound. But uh, it'll be exciting. Um, it'll be a great environment. You know, LSU always travels well, whether they're number one or number 20. It doesn't matter. They, they have a great fan base, and so do we. And so it should be a fun Sunday afternoon in Round Rock. You know, when you look at the these tournaments over the years, and it's something that's become more and more popular – Certainly for us, you know, we've always been familiar with the College Classic down at Minute Maid, something they've been doing a long time, and we've been fortunate to be involved in a couple of times now. But then, you know, this has expanded in Frisco, and we've been up and played in the tournament in Frisco, now getting in Round Rock, and you're seeing more and more of these across the country getting into minor league ballparks and playing these tournaments. From your perspective, you know, do you like these? Is this something that's really good for the program? And, you know, is it something that we're going to see more and more of moving forward? Well, I, I think it's really, really big for our program, but I think it also says just how popular or how big college baseball is becoming. You know, fan bases across the country want to support their teams, and anytime you you put two, three, or four really good programs in one place, you know, it makes for an exciting weekend. You know, I think 
the the one that they do in Dallas at the beginning of the year at, at what is it Globe Life that you know I mean that's basically a, a college World Series atmosphere and I think fans like that kind of thing where it's not just the same team three days in a row and and it, it's really a good test to see where you're at across the board it's not just your conference or your region it's I mean this is a national tournament and I think that's one of the things that I've really liked about our involvement in these tournaments is it's not like we're going to Frisco or Round Rock or down to Houston to play Houston, Baylor, a These are, you know, these are the teams that you play every week. You know, everybody is used to seeing us play those guys. You're getting LSU. You're getting, you know, we, we've had Nebraska, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, you know. So these have been some big programs from across the country that our fans have gotten a chance to see the Bearcats go up against. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's fun when you play somebody – I guess you'd call it with history or, or whatever. And, and anytime you play those guys in, in a neutral site rather than it just being in a regional, you know, we've, we've done the same thing in regionals as well. But something about these tournaments that just make it a little bit more special, I guess you could say. From a scheduling standpoint, you know, when you have these opportunities, um, what do you look into? You know, when you're, when you're looking at scheduling and, you know, you may have somebody reach out to you and say, hey, we'd like you to be involved in this. What are some of the things that you're looking into? What kind of criteria do you want before you say, yeah, that's something Sam Houston needs to be part of? Well, it, it always starts with the competition. You know, we, we're not going to go out and and just just play to play. Like we want to see how battle tested we can be when we get into a, into a conference schedule that in the whack it's a thirty game war. Um, but we want to play guys that that not only can beat us, but that we can beat them and it. To, you know, it's kind of a, a weird saying, but iron sharpens iron. And, and any time you play teams that are, are good, it, it comes down to a pitch or an at-bat or a play. And those are the games that we want our guys to feel comfortable playing in. It's not necessarily the games where you're going to go and, and, you know, score 15 every night. It's, it's how many times can we be battle-tested? Because when you do get to a tournament, it's going to be who can play well for three or four days. And, and I think the more – competition you play from game one through 56 the better you're going to be at the end all right so that's going to be this weekend in round rock bearcats opening with iowa kansas state and then lsu every game will be available from d1baseball.com or if you'd like you can listen on the go bearcats app i will be on the call for all three of those games so a lot of opportunities to listen to watch the bearcats this weekend it should be fun we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to take a look at some of the players this year that, uh, that you guys are really going to turn to. And then also we're going to get into a little bit more of the recruiting talk as you start preparing for Conference USA. All of that here on BSN Extra. Individual game tickets are on sale now for the Bearcat baseball and softball seasons. Be part of the action and join us at the Don and the Bearcat Softball Complex as the Cats go for a title in their final season of the WAC. The baseball home slate will have 27 games on it, while softball will play 23 games at home. Don't miss out on supporting your Bearcats. Get your seats at GoBearcats.com or call us at 936-294-1729. Eat them up, Cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfoot alongside Jay Siriani. And, uh, Coach, let's look at this team this year. You've got a lot of guys coming back. And, uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint, that's got to feel good that you can send out a lineup 
you know, like you had against McNeese with eight returners of the nine guys you have out there from a comfort level when you're sitting down to do that lineup card each day, how good does it feel to know that you've got guys who've been through it for you? It's always a big, you know, good place to start that you know what you're going to get. Um, it's also good problems. You know, we in all throughout the fall, Coach Wed did an amazing job of continuing to challenge these guys. Just because they have experience or have had success in the past, it's still a new team. It's a new lineup because they're older, they're bigger. Um, so we had to challenge them year or day in and day out with that. But it's very comforting to know that all right, these guys have, have been through the wars a few times, and uh, it, it's still problems of trying to get it, get new guys reps and get guys in the game so that they can continue to gain experience and and that's really how you build depth through a lineup is is trying to get guys at bats when you do have so many returners it it gets tough but it's it's good problems you know obviously you know the the two guys that everybody looks at in this lineup Justin Wyshkowski Carlos Contreras how special are the two of those guys and what they can do with the bat they can really hit um but it's more about how they go about their business I mean they're there's not two guys in the, in that clubhouse that hit more than those guys. They are always in there. They are always working. Uh, you know, they're trying to get better at their game. And, and it's always a good sign when your hardest workers like Chatty and Easton Lloyd, Walker Janik, Carlos, uh, and Wish, when they're your hardest workers and they go out and perform, those are good signs. When you look at Carlos's approach to the plate specifically, I mean, he goes out and hits 400 last year. I mean, they're – there's numbers in baseball that mean something, and a 400 batting average is one of those numbers. Uh, you know, when you reflect back on the year that he had, what's your takeaway from it? He never gave away in that bat. Each at bat was that was the most important thing of that day. Whether he was 0 for two or, or two for two, he just he takes one pitch at a time. He doesn't throw at bats away, and and honestly, you have to beat him. He, he's not going to get out of the strike zone a whole lot. Um, you ask our pitchers through the fall scrimmages, it's frustrating. It, it's really, really frustrating. And, and when he doesn't give him that bat away in August in the scrimmage or a, or a game in May, it's, that's how you do what he did. It, it's a very steady, consistent player. And I think one of the other things, too, you know, when you look at your lineup and, you know, yeah, you've got, you've got Carlos and you've got Wyshkowski and, and what they do, but – in front of them and behind them, you've got guys that are picking them up. So if, you know, two on, two out, or whatever, it doesn't matter who's at the plate. You've got guys who are driving them in. I mean, you look at what Easton Lloyd did against McNeese. He drives in seven. You know, I mean, you've got guys all up and down that order who can produce. Yeah, it, there's a lot of depth in it. And, you know, once again, all the way through our, our training camp and spring training, it was how do you put these guys in challenges to come back from being down and or – you know, start guys with two strikes or whatever. And, and Coach Wed does a really good job, so is Coach Smith, as far as just constantly beating in the competition side of an at-bat. It's not always about your swing. It's not always about, you know, the cool word of approach. It's it's just sometimes you got to get in there and compete. And these guys have really bought into that. And there's depth in the lineup that just doesn't depend on on banging it across, you know, into the walls. They, they try to run. They, they can bunt. We want to hit and run. We want to play a complete game, and, and Coach Wed's done a really good job of that. We jokingly say we need a lineup that will travel. And, and so that means, you know, can you play in any conditions? And, and so far we continue to train that way. You know, when you look at the team, and, yeah, you've got a lot of newcomers who are trying to work in the mix. Who are some names that 
we can see in that that are going to challenge these returners and, you know, look for playing time and really push for at-bats. Well, you know, Joe Redfield's a new guy. He's played quite a bit so far this year. He's, he's had a really good uh, year so far that he's been here. Um, you know, Jake Tatum, is a he's a special kind of freshman. He, he He's just kind of a hit collector. He runs better than he looks. He's a little bit more strong, or he's a little stronger than he looks and, and all those things, but he's a hit collector. And Ryan Frandon's right there in that, that same mix. Um, he does a really good job. He's got a good good approach can play a couple of different spots on the infield, and so can Jake. And and so those guys are just some of the newer freshmen, um, you know, but they're they're all fighting for at-bats, and, and I think that's how you develop depth is is having a, a pitching staff that you know you can go out and hang a zero to give some guys some at-bats. And, and the same thing is how you, you build depth on the pitching staff is know that you can score runs. And, and so it's a challenge to continue to get – the guys with less experience, it's a challenge to get them in the game, but sometimes you just have to because you know down the road they're going to be good for you. And it works both ways. When when you've got newcomers, you've got freshmen who can push for at-bats, you know, the returning guys, they're on notice. They they know that there's somebody there who's pushing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we jokingly with our guys, I mean, just have them look up who Wally Pip is. And, <laughs> you know, he needed a day off. 3,000 plus games later, you know, I think he got to play again, but these guys work and, and that's kind of been the fun part about it is, is they're constantly competing and, and, and trying to get different ways to continue to get better. And, uh, it's, it's a challenge, but these young guys, you know, it's kind of hats off to those guys. They, they haven't tried to, uh, step in and be something they're not. They've, they've kind of stepped back and watched how our older guys have worked and they bought into to following their path. And, and when you do that, that's, it's always good signs for the future too. From a pitching standpoint, when you look at the staff and, and kind of the way you've put it together, what, what kind of stands out to you when, you when you look at this pitching staff right now? Well, I think from day one we talked about being pitch makers versus you know, just baseball throwers. Um, we, we've really tried to get to where we're two or three pitch mix guys that can execute pitches in any count. And – you know, we don't have the 95, 97 guy, but that's okay. It's We're, we're excited about this group because we, we think we have depth. And, and when you have depth, you can mix and match guys and put them in positions to be successful. And, you know, we haven't used everybody yet, but probably in the next seven to ten days we will. And these guys have, have continued to work while they've waited, and, and that's always key. But we've got some growth to do. Um, I think we have pitchability. I think we can mix and match with – we have some depth, so it's exciting rotation wise do you feel pretty good about where you are for the weekend are you still going to use these next say two weeks or so to to maybe solidify that well you know I've I've been a pitching coach a lot longer than I've been a head coach and and I can tell you it never start it never finishes the way it starts You, you think you know your your three guys and you can set it in stone and it never happens um I think we have four or five guys that are, have the ability to go out and set a great tone for us, but our strength will always be the depth of the bullpen, and, and that's just how a, a successful staff uh, tries to build it. You know, we need guys that can go out and set a good tone. Colton does a good job of that. Stevie, you know, if, if, if he's on and, and their approach is, is right, we're, we're going to be fine with Stevie. And then Huey, he's a strike pumper, and, and those three guys this past weekend set a good tone. Gabby did a really good job last night in tough conditions. Got us into the, got us deeper into the game, and 
you know, but it's ultimately going to be the depth of the bullpen that's going to help us get through this thing. When you look at, you know, kind of how last year went and just a, you know, a ton of injuries that probably a year unlike any that you've ever had. And I, you and I talked at the beginning of last year, and we talked a little bit about, you know, how COVID might impact the team. And you felt like pitchers' arms might be the most affected by just the weird schedules from COVID, the layoff, the four-game weekends that y'all played and, and stuff like that. And that was a concern of yours going into the season. And as it turned out, there was a host of arm injuries. And it wasn't just your program. When you look across the country, I think a lot of teams were dealing with that. So now here we are a year later. Do you still feel like that may be a concern? Or are y'all starting to kind of get out of that and get back onto more of a normal routine and schedule? I think we've we've kind of weathered the storm on that. I think you got to knock on wood, obviously, but um, it's there's just something different about training like they did during the shutdown of COVID in versus competing. And and when you do that, these guys went and worked, and then it was just a big inning jump from twenty to twenty one. And more times than not, that bounce the, the following year is when guys get dinged up, and that that's kind of what happened to us. And and you know it got to the point where you're calling everybody and anybody just to, and they're all going through the same thing. And, and that's really all we can come up with is shutdowns, the jump in innings, uh, those kind of things take an effect. And it's kind of a, it's one that it's a gift that gives you, gives it to you later. You know, it, it didn't happen right then. It just happened a year later. Let's get into uh, the recruiting side of things. You know, as, as you start to build this program towards conference USA and you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Baseball is a different sport in terms of who you're competing against compared to football and basketball, where, you know, football is having to completely change levels. And so it's an entirely different mindset. Basketball, kind of the same way, that jump from Southland to WAC to Conference USA, you're going to have different types of players, and it's a different level of competition. For you guys, though, you know, you're already competing against the best teams in the state regularly. And so from a baseball standpoint and recruiting, as you prepare for Conference USA, what are you kind of seeing as maybe some of the differences that you didn't see before? I, I think it starts off with you, you, you kind of get in the door with some guys that you may not have in the past. Um, you know, the Southland was tough. We all kind of recruited the same people. There are so many teams in the Southland Conference that were from Texas. And so Texas kids were being recruited by everybody in the Southland Conference. And the WAC was a little bit the same way. But going into Conference USA, from a baseball standpoint, it's really just us and Dallas Baptist and then Louisiana Tech's right, ne right next door. So it's a little different in the fact of kids kind of like the idea of, all right, I'm not being, you know, I'm, I'm being recruited by a bigger conference. Um, there's not as many teams in, 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 the, in the state. You know, and, and so we're still going to continue to recruit our kind of guy. Um, you know, what that looks like, I, I think the conference is going to be better. I think it's going to be more consistent, challenging, and, and all those things. But we still need to worry and concentrate about recruiting our kind of player um, and, and guys that we look for that, that have a chance to continue to get better. You know, you know I, I know it's hard for you guys because you are focused on – the whack right now and competing and winning the whack. But, you know, on a Sunday afternoon when you get home, you're scrolling through the scoreboard. Are you also looking to see 
What did Liberty do this weekend? What did FIU? I mean, do you start looking to see La Tech and, and kind of thinking, okay, this is what these guys are doing. That's where we are next year. Yeah, I, you know, I think you look at it all the way through, you know, every every team or every every conference, and, and you just try to see kind of how they're setting up not only the, the scheduling side, um, you know, RPI-based. It's, it's kind of a bigger picture now. You're trying to, I guess, bounce back and forth between two conferences. But ultimately, we're just trying to worry about today and, and get through the next one and, and – Next year will be here next year. It's it's kind of been a wild ride for a few years. So, for this season, for you guys to have a successful year, what has to happen? Well, we, we need to solidify our pitching. We need to really get our roles identified and, and continue to, to put them in positions to be successful. Um, you know, ultimately, we're going to need to hit. It, the the WAC is an offensive conference, and, and so, you know – I think it's just being able to take it one play or one pitch or one at bat at a time. Um, you know, this week is is a tough one. We got a double midweek this week, a big tournament this weekend, and a double midweek next weekend. And you know, I think it's just stay in the moment. It's this thing's a long haul. It's it's definitely a marathon. Um, so I think the big thing is staying healthy. That's that's always the easy one to say. But having been through not being healthy for a year, that's really a big piece to this deal. Um, staying healthy, stay in the moment, and just continue to try to keep getting better each day. And, and so far, these guys have done that. All right, Coach. Well, appreciate you coming in to join us. I know it's a busy time for you, so appreciate you being able to come in the studio and chat a little baseball. I always enjoy talking a little baseball with you. So, All right. Thanks, Jason. Bearcats are going to be in action this weekend in Round Rock for the College Classic there. You can listen to every game online on the Go Bearcats app or on GoBearcats.com. All of that available for free. This week's episode is recorded in the all-new studios in the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. This episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.